Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. Dina Ling Ling, community fans. <laughs> this is Quality Check Podcast, and I'm one of your hosts here at Greendale High School, Daniel Posey, and joining me in the infamous study room, Drew Douglas. Why are we in the high school? We are just in... Oh, did I say high school? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We are in Greendale Community College. We're not even good enough for community college. I'm not even good enough for an imposter dean, which I was trying to break out... Probably my favorite Dean intro, where he walks in, and every time we get the amazing Jim Rash walking in to the community college, have to say that again, the Greendale Community College study room, he always has a nice little intro. And so I thought I'd switch it up this time because we're covering community. Season four specifically. I figured, you know what, if our listeners are joining in for this, they're community fans. Not maybe so much film fans or, I don't know, that other TV show we occasionally cover, Twilight Zone. If, like, Rick and Morty, you, that would be an easy comparison. But then again. Did you start that, you said? I started, yeah, and I only watched one episode. I liked it. I just wanted to see what it was like. And it's so much like Community. You uh, you get into it. Um, I started season three again. Season three of Rick and Morty, that is, right? Yeah. And then we I've already plowed through all of community. Have you finished it yet? No. I so because I'm lapping you. I I, I you, actually yeah. am going back and re-watching season five. Because hint hint, season five is the best. Ooh, it's so I, I won't reveal a whole lot, but my I will say that my girlfriend and I, we started watching this together. I got her involved, and this was when we were chatting about it, and then we decided, well, let's do a podcast series on community. And so we treated it as like a nice thing that we'd watch together. And I kid you not, midway through season five, she's like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I will get to that in the next episode on community, which will be season five. But for this episode, we're covering all of season four. So spoilers ahead for season four. We are diving right into it. Let's go ahead and start things off with the stats for this season. Season four stats ran from February through May of 2013. 13 episodes, part of NBC's Comedy Night Done Right. This season is commonly referred to as the gas leak year Mm. and made fun of in both seasons five and six numerous times. Uh, TV ratings range from around four million to low two million, depending on the week. I didn't actually calculate this, but I would say it averaged around 3 million live viewers, which is not that bad. That's not bad at all. But again, this was a bubble show. It didn't premiere in its normal fall slot. It was springtime. Have we mentioned, this is the season without Dan Harmon, Mm -hmm. writer, creator. 
Yeah. And so it's, it's a big deal for that reason. We, we kind of teased ahead to that in the last episode, but yeah, this is the first big season without the creator. Now, several okay. factors allegedly went into the network's decision not to have Harmon back, including his leadership style, his alcohol issues, oh. and his so-called erratic behavior. Now, Harmon was replaced by David Borsio. What? How, how do we decide? Garcio. Garcio and Moses Port, two human beings I'd never heard of in my life until they showed up <laughs> to do season four of Community. And I don't think I've ever seen anything else that they have done. I have not recalled anything of what they've done either. When we were right before recording, we were looking up uh, interviews with them. And while on YouTube, I was scrolling, looking at some of the stuff they had produced. And I'm like, huh, I mean, it's sitcom-y. It's all like kind of generic. I mean, now I don't know. I haven't watched it, but based on just the names, it seems generic. um, So they were hired to replace Dan Harmon. Now at Comic-Con 2012, Community had a panel. David and Moses Port were there, the, the new showrunners. And, and Moses Port said, quote, we're not going to screw it up, which leads us to the big question about season four. Did they screw it up? I don't think so. I think there are some big changes, absolutely. But I don't think they messed it up. I don't think they messed it up. I don't think they did enough to make the show their own. Now, I say mm-hmm. that knowing... Absolutely nothing about what they've done, but it feels like a lighter version of Community is a mm-hmm. nicer way of saying it. I want to say it feels like fan fiction a lot of the time, but season six feels like fan fiction. Really? It's so bad. Okay. I'm an obviously... Not entirely, can... but as a whole, I would say the first half of that feels like really bad fan fiction. Huh. Which is interesting because Harmon was involved sure. with season six and not season four. Yeah, I I think that the way you've described it, a light version of Community is probably the best description. This is also the first season where we get 13 episodes. It's not a full-blown, you know, Which is not a bad thing. I think that's one of the season strengths. I will get to that at the end of this when we're ranking our top three favorites because there's something that I want to say about it. Um, But I do think, though, that with... This season, having, I think, um, it's interesting because there are some things that with a shorter season, it works. And I think in this case, it does work. But it seems so generic at times. Did you feel that way? Like most most of the episodes, even characters, it came off that way. Yeah. I think we'll get into that with what doesn't work. Do you want to talk about what do you think works best with season four? I will say that some of the minor characters or the characters who didn't get any loving before end up shining. Annie ends up, I think, kind of coming into her own in a different way. And now in season three, she's starting to make, I think, a bigger splash. She's really good in season three. I think she's the end. I think I had her as MVP of you season did. three. And I really liked Annie in season three. I couldn't quite put her up there with Troy, but she was she was making I, I think, a good name for herself. And in season four, I think she continues to do that. We end up having a few other characters who are introduced or minor characters. And I do like that. Some of the background characters, it's not major, though. Like, they don't interact with them in a great way. But that's one thing that I, I do enjoy, I think, about season four. Well, who are some of those people, out of curiosity? Um, 
the thing is, it's funny because after watching it, there no one stands out. And that's the thing that works against it that, in my opinion, doesn't work. Because today I was going over my list on everything that we've uh, created for, for the research that you've done. And I, like all of these characters, I'm like, well, Fat Neil and, and all of these other characters are just like, I mean, they're there, but there's nothing that's really making them stand out. It's just kind of nice to have those familiar faces, though. Yeah. That no matter how long they've been going to this school, you still see characters like Neil or Leonard still there. Mm-hmm. I also think that overall the writing, even though it does seem more generic, there are things that it's not... I'm not going to say it seems like an off year, but it almost could work if it was like a summer school or... Uh, I always thought that would be a good season. idea for a season. Well, I'm surprised they didn't do that. They and kind of, I feel like, lead into that in one of these seasons by the end of it. It might be at season two when they realize one of their credits isn't valid. Mm. Which one was that? I can't even keep track. I think that was uh, was the beginning of season two because Spanish, because of Chang, that was in the end of season one. And then we end up getting John Oliver who's talking about, hey, he's not... The professor he's cracked up to be, he's not even a professor. And this is not going to be valid. So what started this whole study group in the first place, it's for them to study for Spanish class. And now Spanish, their credits for Spanish class, it's no longer valid. That that kind of threw things into chaos to a degree. But I was really thinking that if they were to take that summer route, that this would honestly season four it could feel off because it is off. Summer classes or that season is just different than your fall and, and spring semesters. Do you have a lot of things that work with this? Because you don't necessarily mind it or hate this season. You don't get the hate. I think season four is underrated. I don't think it's like top tier community, but I don't think it's as bad as some of these, what I'm going to call Harmon heads say. Ooh. Because I feel like those people forget, at least in my opinion, Season two and three has some really, really bad episodes. I think season four has at least one top-tier community episode, like an mm. all-timer. I think most of the episodes are are good, like decent to good, like on the level of some of season two and three. And there's, like seasons two and three, there are some really bad episodes. Mm. I'm leaving out season one because I think that is like perfect, absolutely perfect. But I, I, I think this season is better than what people give it credit for. I've, we mentioned this being like a light season. I think it's kind of light and fluffy in terms of it's not dark thematically. I think it lacks some of Harmon's cynicism and bite, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think by the end of the season, I was like, oh, that was just a fun, light season. And that's probably the best thing I can say about it. I know my girlfriend said exactly what you said in her own words, and she actually likes season four. One of it's up there with being one of her favorites, like favorite seasons, period. It's interesting because there are certain episodes and moments and all the seasons that stood out, but there weren't a lot of moments like that in season four. And another thing for me that really doesn't work is Chevy Chase's absence because you start to notice that, in my opinion, and we'll talk about that here coming up in a little bit, but I I feel like for his character, it's it, it really starts to kind of falter. But not only that, but I think Abed. There's something about Abed's character 
that I'm not going to say I dislike, but he's not as strong as what he has been in the past. Now, when we get to the season MVP, we can maybe discuss this more, but do you think everybody uh, cast-wise gave it their all in this season? I think there's one episode where several people are really good, but a lot of this just, I don't want to say phoned in, but it's just like you show up to set and you, your heart's not in it as much. I wonder, now I'm, I'm really curious to know more about like the behind the scenes drama because to me, what you said is what I often thought about while watching this and especially toward the end of it because it seems as if Harmon maybe kept them on track more because with different management, you're going to have a different sense of leadership and the day-to-day. So was Chevy Chase basically just like allowed to run over them whereas like Harmon was like so mad and upset that he kept him on track? Maybe, but maybe that's exactly what Chase needed because... I mean, I don't even think about Chevy in this season. He, he leaves yeah. no mark. And and that's the thing. Like, he's gone so much. And then on top of that, we have other characters who, like, I love Danny P, but there's a lot with his character. And I think that he's doing what he can with this character for Abed. I, I just feel like for the most part, like you said, I wouldn't say phoning it in, but a lot of it just seems lackluster. That's probably the best way to describe it. And... One other thing that I heard a lot of people say they dislike, and I'm not going to say I hated it, but it's Troy and, Troy and, and Britta with their relationship. Oh, that was awful. And I didn't necessarily like hate it, but it wasn't my favorite thing. One thing that sucks, though, is it builds towards a really good like conclusion, but there's nothing about that relationship that they don't do anything with it the entire right. season. It's like they're together... And then it's they're they're I don't know, it never feels like they're actually together until the last episode right. that they are. Yeah. And they they have to break up. I rather would have seen Troy and Annie, but I also like Troy not like kind of going out of this where in the very beginning he was this jock and now he's like good friends with Abed and, and like, that's all he eh. needs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he realizes like he's come to his like, come to the sense that, hey, this is who I am, and I'm going to go with this no matter what. So what doesn't work for me, like you said, I don't think a lot of the season is very memorable. I don't. It's not to say it's bad. It's just when you think of great community stuff, you're not going to find a lot in this season. Uh, it, it makes me sad to think that the, the last full season of both Chevy and Donald is this season. Seems like a missed opportunity. And... I was going to say this, but Entertainment Weekly, when Net, when Netflix got Community, they started doing what we did, where they, they mm. do an episode for every season. And they successfully nabbed both Jim Rash and Jill McHale. We tried, and they, yeah. they told us no. They declined because they've got their own podcast. Yeah, they got, they got their own thing. Um, but in the season four recap podcast, they, they did, a few things stuck out. Uh, Jim Rash, who plays the dean, admits the season was challenging and refers to Harmon as the beating heart of the series, mm. which kind of goes back to, like, did they really put their entire all into the season? Uh, Joe McHale thanked fans for the season, and if they like it, that's great. But he said being involved in it, created, like creating it, was very different feeling, which I think kind of shows it just something feels off. Mm-hmm. From what you're also describing with Harmon being kind of that driving force, I also feel like there's enough that changes that obviously Harmon jokes about 
and the writing and the characters in season five about it seeming not just off, but I think they took it in a direction that obviously Harmon's like, where are they going with this? You know, for example, like, remember when this school used to be about a community college and it's basically jabs at what happens in season four. That was season four that he says that. Oh that's yeah, an you're right. That's that's episode two in the in in Chevy's house. That's right. Yeah, he makes he makes a lot of references that are actually kind of funny. Yeah, I forgot about. Okay, all right, I forgot about that. Now Harmon, for a long time, refused to watch the show. He obviously came back to do season five and six. He had a lot of wacky things to say about season four Ooh. on his Harmon Town podcast. I would like to read you three of them. <laughs> and just a warning. This these are his unfiltered thoughts. They are, I would say, fairly obscene. <laughs> so if you want to skip ahead, by all means do that. Here's one. He wrote, or he says, uh, quote, I think I feel pretty comfortable in expressing that season four is not my cup of tea. It's obviously not somebody doing what they do. It's very much like an impression and an unflattering one. Oh. Not that bad. Sure. Not that bad. It gets worse. Uh, Watching those characters without me there was not effing cool, man. (laughs) It's like flipping through Instagrams, just watching your girlfriend just blow a million people. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. And uh, perhaps saving the best for last or the worst, quote, there's something awesome about being held down and watching your family get raped on a beach. (gasps) It's liberating. It makes you focus on what's important. Oh, Dan my. Harmon, not a fan of season four. Good grief. Man, that is something that he obviously was not holding back at all on that last one. Jeez. I, I wonder if he feels bad about that one. It's probably a little too Probably, far. especially right now in the current climate of things. Well, then again, Harmon seems like a guy who doesn't really care for that. Harmon doesn't give a crap. Now, one interesting note I should say is both uh, David... How do we say his last name? I've already forgotten. Goroskio? Goroskio? Goros, yeah. Whatever his name is. And Moses Port, they were actually asked to come back for season five. They they obviously didn't do it. They didn't seem too interested. They probably realized they'd gotten in too deep. If they had continued with season five, would you have continued watching? Yes, because it's an investment. But I have a but. And I, I have ta- a butt too. I was talking to a coworker today because with these shorter seasons, going into community, I thought, wow, if we end up on the back half of four, five, six being longer episodes, I wouldn't mind that because I love the beginning of community so much. But in season four, going through this, I'm like, eh, I'm glad that these are short seasons. And we only get 13 episodes right now. And I'm actually okay with that. So before binging, seeing the number of episodes in each season, to me, I'm like, that's actually a good thing. Because I don't like, one thing is, I'm not a huge fan of the whole network style of shows where you end up having to spit out about 24 episodes or possibly more an entire season. That's a lot. Even if they are 22-minute episodes. I like that in seasons one through three. I mean, it's a good thing if the show is good. Exactly. Now It's hard to maintain that, though. So that's my but, that I would say, yes, I would continue because I'm invested at this point. And even if I were watching live, I would say, absolutely, I'm going to stick with it. But if I were to, like, 
have longer episodes, not like lengths, but just how many are in each season, I would probably say, nah, I'm okay. Because I don't know how much longer this will continue. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I would say there's no chance that I would ever stop watching. I would just not expect the glory days anymore. I would know it's not going to be what it was. Yeah. Uh, I still love people like Joe McHale. Got a man crush on him. Oh. I'm not going to stop watching. You didn't stop watching Twilight Zone whenever his episode was a stinker. Mm. That's not his fault, though. No. We've been over that. <laughs> and that's the thing, though, that you bring up. That would be a, an ultimate turning point that if they did make it their own and it wasn't like all fan fiction-y, then I would be okay with that. Like if they went in a very different direction. Like the first episode of season four, I had fairly fond memories of this season. And and when I started season four again, that first episode, I got worried because that first one is awful. That feels like bad fan fiction. Yeah. I know when in the very beginning, even just the way it's shot, everything about it seemed cheap. Did you think so? (laughs) Like it just no, seemed. I didn't get that impression. And it I, just seemed like they were going all out to really make you like kind of distract you from. It, like this is community, but it's also not. But we're gonna like do this wacky like Hunger Games plot to really distract you from the fact that it's not actually community. Anymore. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's one of those things that I was. Yeah, I, it, I agree. I wasn't a huge fan. I'm like, this is gonna be rough. But then we start with episode two. A little and, better. Yeah. I think I think uh, by episode three, it gets into kind of that. Oh, this feels this feels like community. At yeah, least. yeah, yeah. Overall, though, I I would have continued. What about your season MVP? Like we talked about, I feel like a lot of this nobody necessarily stands out, except for one episode: basic human anatomy. Donald Glover, Danny Pudi, Jim Rash. All mm. three are incredible. Jim Rash wrote that episode. I got to give it to Jim Rash. <laughs> Yeah, he is so good in that. And I agree because I was thinking this is when Rash becomes more and more of, in my opinion, the beating heart of Community for Season 4 itself. Because he's kind of the glue in 4, 5, and 6. Yeah, and, and even in 3, he's starting to kind of stabilize things a little bit, in my opinion. But Season 4 is when, and it, it was funny hearing this from my girlfriend but she's like i would stop watching if it weren't for him in season four which was weird how much she liked season four though however i she's got a lot of questionable takes by the way (laughs) she i will say that it's funny because he becomes even more prominent you know as this goes along but for the dean i i will say that i was fully on board this season with the dean and like his antics and I, in my opinion, he takes the MVP as well for this. I almost went with Annie because I think she does also a very uh, talented job with what what uh, uh, Allison has here to work with. But overall, though, I think Jim, though, he's just able to turn this into something. And I think he truly made it his own. And he always did. But this was, once again, a highlight of season four. You want to do... Top three episodes of the season? Yeah. I think I'm going to surprise you. Oh, numero three. Episode 12, Heroic Origins. Ooh. Call me crazy. I know a lot of people really hate this episode. 
I like that they were all connected in some way and that's how they are together. Well, we have talked about that on our past episodes as well in terms of how how cool would it be if it's like, you know, and I, I like that idea. And I know that we both like Lost and the idea of trying to connect the dots. That's a really cool thing. And I, I yeah, I agree. I like that. It's completely un- unnecessary. I think it's fun. And yeah, like you said, I like the idea that we're all connected in some way that we didn't know. Yeah. Whew, people hate that episode. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah, I Harmon heads hate it. I didn't hate it. Number three, what's your three? My number three is episode two, Paranormal oh, Parentage. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this. But the fact that they ended up going to Chevy Chase's home, there are certain elements there that I, I love the themed episodes and especially the Halloween episodes, I always, always ended up loving. Like, those are some of my favorites when yeah. I look back on I mean, because Halloween rules and we love, we love that holiday. And, I just I don't I don't dislike that episode. It's it's kind of middle ground for me. I, I was curious where you you were kind of like on that subject because for the most part they totally displace them out of the community college. They go to his house and it's his whole antics. But I found that to be fun and also I also have appreciated the like paranormal activity movies and just the abs- just completely absurd movies that went off the rails for the found footage, that this is obviously mocking. And I like the fact that they were to take some of those cliches of horror films and play that up while inside of Chevy Chase's house. And he is, once again, just insane uh, for Pierce. But I love seeing some of the characters interact the way that they did here. As you said, I think it starts to take its own course for season four in this episode in a good way. And I think this is the foundation for that, this episode. But yeah, I, overall, other than that, I mean, while going through and ranking these, it's this is an episode that I don't know if I would return to it anytime soon. That's the thing. Like, I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't say that I loved it. Well, that's bad when it's your, a number yeah. three and a top three. Well, like I said, most of the season's like, okay, I didn't hate it. There's one episode you said that I'm like, yeah, I just can't do. I just, I'm okay with skipping. Number two, episode seven, Economics, Economics of Marine Biology. I like this episode a lot because I always thought this was season three. I watched season three and I missed it. I was like, did I skip over it? <laughs> Didn't realize it was season four. I like this episode a lot because it, in a lot of ways, feels like old community. I, I think it's funny, the the, the A storyline with this rich college kid they want to get. And I think the uh, Delta Cubes thing is funny, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. That was that episode. That was good. There's some good bits. That feels like vintage community mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, I think that may have been like Abed at the top of his game for season this season. My number two is probably going to turn heads and really upset the Harmon heads. It's the finale. Advanced introduction to finality. I don't think... I Season three, the last two episodes are awful. I think the last two episodes of season four are actually pretty good. I, I agree. And it was really tough for me because I almost put the penultimate in my number three. I'm like, nah, there's something about paranormal that there are certain things for me 
it's playing up those like that you nostalgia. Like it is spooky. Yeah. And it's Halloween, like you said. Yeah. But for introduction of finality, it's just one of those that the threat of what's next and also like this graduation, we've had this build up and I like to see like, what are the characters going through? I mean, we have to live on the bubble every day knowing mm. if we'll be canceled or not. So knowing that for, <laughs> the, for these characters, like this idea, the threat of them being canceled, the show, like what are they going to do? How are they going to address it? And then more importantly, what are these characters going to react to whenever they're like, you know, the threat of being their life, of what they've grown to know, of being canceled, of moving on from Greendale, of what that's like to move on into the real world. And I just thought that there were certain things, especially themes and the symbolism that they used in this episode. To me, if we got this episode and the penultimate, I would have been okay with David and Moses coming back. I was really dreading this finale because it was dealing with the alternate timeline Mm. people. Mm -hmm. I actually really liked that episode a lot too. Numero one. If you don't have the same one as me, I'll be shocked. It's basic human anatomy. Oh, Freaky Friday, baby. Yeah, it's it's good. Is that your number one? No, it's not. Oh my gosh! It was my number four. It was a runner-up. I think this is top. This is like top-tier community. It's very good. It's very good. It's only hindered by the stupid Troy and Britta storyline, which which is the point of the entire episode. But you don't care. It's it's very good. I loved it. And this is, re- like you said, it's kind of classic community. But this is the one that could end up making it into your top three total, right? There's really not a chance, but it's oh. like top ten. My number one is your number three, Heroic Origins. Oh, wow. Yeah. Once again, I probably have caused half of our viewers to stop listening now because the Harmon heads are out there they yelling. Hate, they hate that episode. I just... What you said, I don't really have anything else to add to that other than the fact I like the the connecting the dots. Out of curiosity, what do you think the worst episode of the season is? Hmm. You have one? Yeah, I'm going to have to say Conventions of Space and Time. Yeah, that one blows. I did not like what they did with Abed. And the fact that he was like going against Troy. I, I like this idea of that the friendship will be jeopardized, or I won't say jeopardized, that there's a conflict and they have to resolve it. I like that idea, but the way they went about this, I just, and the whole like Inspector Space Time and the plot of this guy who's, you know, from overseas and he's over here like trying to break them up and I just didn't care. Like ultimately, I thought there are some good bits in this that could be fun, like whenever Jeff was mistaken for the the villain, you know. I would say intro to felt surrogacy. I hate this episode. Mm. It is maybe my least favorite episode of Community. Oh, wow. It's awful. There's no payoff. The payoff is awful. There's no reason to be... It's so zany, and there's no reason to be. There's no payoff. What's the the episode for that? The, That's the puppet one. The, oh, and they have to yeah. use puppets to reveal their secret, and the secrets are not that bad. Yeah, that's right. Episode. I hated that episode. Yeah, that was not fun. So let's rank real quick up until this point, starting from the bottom. Okay. Season four. Number four for me is season four. Number three, season two. <laughs> 
season three for me. Number two, season one. Me too. I love season one, though. That could be yeah. number one. And then season three is my favorite. And number two is mine. Until we get to season five. Oh. Uh, we mentioned that, real quick, that Chevy Chase, this is his last season. He did not appear in two episodes. He was featured as a voice only in another one. That was the, uh, I think, the puppet one. Yeah, that's right. Now, I guess there was a minor scandal involving Chase using the N-word on set. Uh, he was really angry about the direction his character and the show was taking. And the writers uh, complained that the Chase drama was very hard because they never knew if he was going to be there or not. So they constantly had to have a contingency plan in place, oh story-wise, in case he didn't show up. <laughs> so I would say... At this point in the show, I, I was ready for him to leave. It didn't matter anymore. Because he was he's great in season one. I thought it, his character was a huge turd in season two. Boom. He's not super memorable in season three, though he is redeemed in ways. Mm-hmm. Um, in season four, I he just is unmemorable. I wish we got him more throughout the entire season. But if he's just going to act like a jerk, then eh, it's his laws. You want to do some notes? I'm ready. As we mentioned, uh, Guarasira, whatever this guy's name is, <laughs> and Moses Port were invited to come back. They just said no. Uh, Jeff's struggle with his dad was present in the first three seasons. In season four, we actually meet his dad, and he's mm-hmm. played by James Brolin. That's not the note. The note is Harmon really wanted Bill Murray to play Jeff's dad. Did mm. you know that? Was that just so that they could end up conflicting with Chevy Chase? No, I think he just likes Bill Murray. Uh, oh. Mikhail notes in the Inter- Entertainment Weekly recap that he doesn't think Harmon ever wanted to actually, or ever wanted us to actually meet Jeff's dad. I would have been okay with that. Just never meet him. He's just like there. Along with ripping uh, season four, Harmon had a lot of really mean things to say about Sony, <sighs> which is kind of important because Sony owns community. Therefore, Harmon is their employee or was their employee when he said <laughs> these things. Here's one quote that I thought was kind of funny because uh, he was just talking about how they just thought they could easily replace him. It didn't matter. He said, quote, writers fighting other writers is the effing American dream in the eyes of Sony. That is what they want. They want creative people rewriting each other. They want creative people replacing each other. They want us interchangeable. They want us to think about writing the way we think about the guy on assembly line 24 it puts the final screw in the effing PlayStation. <laughs> They're just like a little... Well, you know what? He's not wrong. <laughs> we like to rip... I thought that was funny because we like to rip Sony a lot. There's a lot of the good things I think Sony does. There's a lot of things like other major studios where you cannot fathom why they are making the decisions yeah. that they make. And it's typically Sony. And that's Sony, I feel like, 85% of the time. That's hilarious, but also sad. Oh, I just I just heard the bullhorn. That means it's time for the last thing. It's the final thing. What do we call this thing? The last thing or the, the final last thing? thing? No, yeah, okay. it's. So we are gonna just say you know, whatever in pop culture. We what's the last thing that we watched? You've been well, that's a lot. I'll do mine real quick because I haven't really been watching a lot of movies. I watched the Cable Guy last weekend. Oh. Still really good, really holds up. But I've been binging um, Down to Earth with Zac Efron on Netflix. Oh, I've been wondering how that is. It's a lot of fun. He That's just a traveling show where each episode is a different location, right? Oh, yeah. 
in this, though, you say that there is a controversy about him having a dad bod. I don't know who started it, but it said check out Zac Efron's dad bod, and he looks like a freaking machine. Good grief. He looks awesome. Whenever you said that, I just could not imagine Efron as being, like, flabby at all. Did you look it up? No, not yet. I still haven't seen it. Why don't you freaking Google it? I need to. I'll go ahead and Google it right now while we're talking about it. I because... want your honest reaction, and I'll edit out this silence. Here we oh. go. I should get that dad bod pick the right one. What? What is it? Let me see it. It's like a side-by-side comparison here, and it just looks yeah, like He looks freaking awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. He's just like, it looks a little bulkier. He's not as cut. Yeah. But he still looks really good. Well, that's like also the cut photo that it's showing him next to. I think he looks a little odd when he's super cut like he is in Baywatch. Well, so the reason why he said that in Baywatch whenever he got that way, it's because The Rock demanded like such high intensity workouts that he had to, he was not able to eat one single carb that entire shoot. And imagine when you when you're doing these shoots and you know you have a shirtless scene. They talk about this. You dehydrate you, you dehydrate yourself. Yeah. So everything pops. So I guarantee he hadn't drink drank water in like four days when, yeah. when that picture was taken. So he I think he looks good on the show. This freaking yeah. I'm I'm pulling it up and it's like this is his dad bod. And I'm like seriously that's he's, not that I don't understand still, what a dad bod is apparently and he's not even a father. Yeah. So why is that even? A, why are we using that term? This makes no sense. Again, to I'm me. a 35 year old man now. I don't know. I can't. I mean, people say stuff at work. I have no idea what they're talking about. He's the other thing is though. He's got like a nice little beard going on there. That's that's pretty legit. My last thing's a doozy. It's, I, a, it's a good one though. I just kind of sporadically decided to binge the entire Friday the 13th series in one day. Not one. Almost. Almost, almost. one day. I started, and it was almost right at noon. Um, but on a Saturday, Saturday, yep. And okay. so I, I had to take care of some personal things beforehand. But then my last thing, I had to drop off um, some stuff next door to a Domino's. I picked up an eight dollar pizza, and like a medium. Yeah, it was a three topping, What'd but it was original pan or the homemade pan. The best. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. You have to do pan. So I I just got pepperoni yeah. and then the then two extra cheeses and that's it. You put like a little sausage on there. No, nope. I almost did, but I decided I, because mm. ultimately I just want like cheese. If I'm going to pig gonna, out, it's yeah. going to be say, bad. If you're going to pig out, just it's awful. I always it's do crap. the extra cheese on there. I pig out. Oh, so you add the the extra? I do a little extra, and I, they they kind of they they're like, do you want to add a little cheese on there? And I'm <sighs> like. Heck yeah, I want to do that. You you always, especially in the app, you end up selecting extra extra cheese mm. because that's what I would do. That's the other thing that I love about the the pan is that it's pretty much more cheese on top of it. I like the pan because it's greasy. It's yeah. so greasy, and I love it. Yeah, like you touch it and your fingers drip. <laughs> yeah, the box is just covered. I love how they've got that little you know, uh, plastic thing on the bottom of the cardboard so that it doesn't burn through the entire cardboard. It's fantastic. And this is by no means sponsored by Domino's, but we, we would lo- gladly accept We it. love Domino's. So honestly, that's like our go- my my wife and I's go-to place. Well, and honestly, Besides one local, we have a local place in town called Bellachino's. We oh, go there, there a lot. We had that this past weekend. But if it's just like 
I don't want to say cheap pizza, but if it's like just a, any a brand you could find anywhere, a restaurant, it's Domino's. Got to yeah. be Domino's. I, I'm I'm a f- and also that's literally pretty much the middle ground between where you and I live. That's pretty much the connecting dot. That's our heroic origin. But <laughs> <laughs> I was in line and you were behind me. We didn't know it 14 years ago. <laughs> but so I stopped there, got a pizza, went home. And then I cracked open a Pepsi mm. and uh, it's pep? cherry. Nope, it was Ooh, cherry. cherry. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, uh, so wild cherry Pepsi. Okay. And then I, I'm like, let's do this. So I put on Friday the 13th and I calculated how long it would take 15 hours nonstop. And I went from one to six, no pauses, no breaks. And I was chowing down on the pizza. I was, you know, drinking my Pepsi. I did get up. And because you know how Friday the 13th, the first three, they repeat the story in the first basically 10 minutes. So when I found that out, I would pop my popcorn then. Well, then I had to stop on uh, five. I'm sorry. I one through five. And I had to stop because I got a phone call from a family member. But then I did six, seven. And then the next day I did eight, nine, ten. And then the reboot. Mm. And then Freddie v. Jason, I watched before those as well and that's kind of what started because i'm like i want to see what this is all about i've only seen one through three four through ten brand new dude the fourth one rules i ended up live tweeting this i was probably driving everyone crazy i drove apparently eight followers so crazy they stopped following (laughs) no joke i went this morning to double check I have one more person unfollow me. <laughs> Jeez, why? I don't know. During this, I was probably throughout each movie, I would lose a follower a movie, almost. And Did you find it distracting, though, to tweet while watching? Because I don't like to do that if I haven't seen something. I Or do you, at pa- times, do you pause it? There were, there were a few times where I ended up going back. Now, um, I know these aren't like... Especially I, I, the kills. I don't want to say these aren't like works of art. They're fun. They're just so it's, much fun. They are what they are. It's not like I'm missing some incredible cinematography probably, but I have to pause it because I'm like, I, I'm mentally and just like, I'm, what I miss? What you're thinking. See, normally what I would do is I would, I would end up tweeting it, but I had um, my iPad and it's got that keyboard and I was using that so I could feel the keys. And so I'm sure that there were a, a few misspellings, but then I ended up like using that. And then I'd type it and then just look down real quick and then I'd look back. So I, there were a few times that I'd miss something. But if I did, like there later on, I would end up taking it back and, and seeing what I did miss. But I, mean, I have I to think, say I loved it. I, I loved good. the rewatch. Or, well, the, the, the rewatch entire binge. Watch. I Shout told, Factory is releasing a brand new box set with 4K scans of all these movies. Mm-hmm. I already own the tin of all the the entire set, it's like the tin set. It came out years ago. I pre-ordered this new version, and I, I and I was saying I can't wait. That comes out in October. I was like, that's going to be awesome to watch in October. But this is perfect for summer. Yeah, it's a perfect summer. Mm, but I want to see more than anything. I think I've said this before. I want to see Jason kill in the snow more than that anything. would be fun. Yeah. One and you're, but you would say this is your favorite. Would you go as far as to say horror? Franchise? I was going to say this is my favorite horror franchise. Over the years, though, I really like Halloween. Halloween, the is setting, great, yeah. the fall setting, and then it's Halloween. But yeah, I would say Friday the Thirteenth is my absolute favorite horror franchise. Sitting down 
I just every movie there was something. There were there are a few that were kind of like snoozers or just something weird or there's like, some bad ones. Like, Late, yeah, Manhattan. Oh my gosh, that's just what I is happening. Jason X is bad. That's that's fun. But if it's you're, like fun bad. If you're in a group, that's probably a lot of fun. I think Jason Goes to Hell is a weird one. It's, it's not a good one. I think that may actually be my my least liked. It's not good. But, you Jason know. Jason X almost feels like, I told you it felt like a porno without any good nudity. <laughs> yeah, because while watching that, both that and Goes to Hell is just this, what? Like, it it's just so seems so poorly different. Done. But I know there was the whole rights issue with New Line, and that's why they couldn't have Friday the 13th in the titles. But because technically goes to hell, it's Jason goes to hell the final Friday. For Jason X, it's just Jason X. Just Jason X. Which does sound like a porn film title. I mean, the acting is just so bad that it feels like it's a porno video, but there's no like good sex or anything. <laughs> yeah, now, I'm not a huge fan. I should have rewatched it. It's been a long time. I saw this in theaters, Freddy versus Jason. Mm. And... I don't remember loving that one. Did you like it? Nah, it was okay. Like, it was fine. It was serviceable, but it, there was nothing that I loved about it. It's very much from what I remember of the time, which was like 2003. Very early 2000s yeah. movie. Now, I do I do like the reboot. I think that one actually is shot really well. For Friday. For Friday, yeah. yeah the 2009 film. What's crazy, I ended up watching that and then I thought, I wonder, because the same guys, group of guys involved with Freddy v. Jason, they were involved with the reboot. But then for Nightmare on Elm Street, that reboot, I'm like, I'll watch that. It sucked. Yeah, it's not very good. Yeah, that that was like, I just wanted to watch Watchmen after that because of Rorschach. <laughs> like the voice, I just kept thinking it was Rorschach. But yeah, I loved it. Uh, what's weird, though, the weirdest thing that happened, uh, my... AC, I was cranking that because of our heat wave. And yeah, I was going to say this weekend also, along with your girlfriend being on, it was like 98 degrees. And this was like a perfect weekend just to Without stand. humidity. It was like 100 yeah. something. And you know what's weird? My utility bill was like 20 bucks cheaper. Don't know how that's the case. But um, yeah, I, it was great because I told told my girlfriend, hey, I'm, I'm a little busy. Uh, I know that you're out of town, but she said, okay, well, have fun because I'm not going to be talking to you th- while you're watching that because she's freaked out by horror movies. And yeah, that was great. I have to say one of the greatest watches, but after doing it, I'm like, it'd be fun to do this again during the fall. Well, I was going to say, would you rather do Friday a watch of that entire series, a watch of Halloween or I guess Nightmare? Which are the? I haven't seen all the nightmares. Yeah. I've only seen the first one of the originals. Nightmare. Here's the funny thing is nightmares are boring. I feel except for Freddy's a great character, but it's a. It's not, all, it feels like it's all the same stuff. Yeah, and I know you could say that about like Jason, but I like the idea that he's just. I love summer camp stuff. Yeah. So that's that's just kind of a throw, and I like teens just smashing. You know? Oh, I lo- that's funny. And Jason X, whenever without giving much away, there's a scene where there that's are spoiling two- a movie that's 25 years old. <laughs> yeah. There are two girls who they say we love smoking dump dope and premarital smoking sex. Smoking dump. 
That's that's like my favorite. I just laugh about that every time. We love smoking dope and premarital sex, especially premarital sex. And it just, <laughs> that line gets me. I've been thinking about that so much and just like how confused Jason looks during that. But Do you like the, sh- like the super shredder Jason? Oh. He's awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. That's what I was expecting throughout the entire movie. But whenever that only happens toward the end, I'm I know. like, geez, this is insane. Give me it, that kind of movie. It's disappointing. And then, as you mentioned, Manhattan, Jason takes Manhattan. It's it's such a great idea, but they only explore it for like 10 minutes. It was so frustrating. He's on a freaking boat. I love my favorite line from that is when besides the guy and his like boxing with Jason, uh, there's a line where they're like, there's a maniac trying to kill us. And he's like, welcome to New York. And I know it's the perfect <laughs> time. It would have been the perfect time to do that because New York was just an absolute dump. Sleaze. I love yeah. the look of New York when it was like so sleazy yeah. like that. And they just don't take it. I wonder if it was like a budget thing. They're like, yeah. we got to like confine this to one area. It had to have been because most of that movie took place on a boat. But I was like, all right, let's get to Manhattan. I was actually the most excited to watch that over all of them because I'm like, I can't wait to see Jason rip into Manhattan. Mm-mm. And then we end up seeing him, like, scare off a few people, and then he kills, like, two junkies. That's it. He punches a guy's head off, which is one of the best kills of the entire series. But, yeah, <laughs> it's um, it was a huge missed opportunity. I'm glad you did that, though. That's awesome. And I'm thinking I might I might do a quick binge. I think those are We're, all on, like, Amazon Prime yep. now, too. So, And that's the reason that kind of pushed me over the edge because – CBS All Access sent me another email and said, get another free month. I'm like, okay. These if you people say are so. freaking nuts. I'm not going to pay for it, though, but I'll get I don't a free understand month. how you get this crap. I literally subscribe to it, and they <laughs> never send me anything. I But I sent you the email, right, the the yeah. most recent one? Those, the, that is the worst service. I'm I sorry. don't get it. Uh, yeah, well, and they're rebranding. That and Peacock. It. Peacock is just god-awful. Yeah. I, have you downloaded it yet? I downloaded it. Add a lot. I added a lot of shows and movies, and then I realized, oh, this this little logo means it's for premium members. I was like, all right, whatever. And then I realized a lot of these shows that said it was free, you get like two episodes free, and then you got to subscribe. Oh, that's awful! I'm like, this is the biggest freaking scam. Yeah, I'm. That's going to tank like Quibi, but I just <laughs> Quibi's. Quibi's a dumpster fire. It's, it's going to go down pretty hard. But but at least Quibi is what it is. It's just like subscribe to this. Peacock tries to – I don't want to say they trick you because they're very open about being – we have a lot of free content. You can get even more mm-hmm. if you pay for it. I'd rather just upfront pay for it. Yeah. Don't even do this free crap. Yeah, I agree. It's. I think they're trying to take like the whole Hulu back in the day. You know, you end up having the two different Hulus, but – oh, well. But – I, I will say the Fridays 1 through 8 are on Amazon. You know, it's also on CBS, but I went to Amazon. And then 9 and 10 and the reboot are on HBO Max. Love it. HBO Max, still the king. I love it. Yeah. But that's my last thing. That's your last thing. And that's the podcast's last thing. We hope that you'll join us for the next discussion on Community Season 5. Woo! The best. I'm rewatching it right now. I need to finish it. Good grief. <laughs> so I need to take my own advice on this. And until next time, keep watching. Mm-hmm.